Praise God. Praise God. Amen. How many of you are thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. We give honor to our pastor and Sister Hughes. They are with their friends tonight in New Caney. Brother and Sister Clark, who have been with us many of times. Brother Clark is transitioning out of his role as pastor at the church in New Caney. And Brother Joshua Cathy is going to be taking over there. And so Brother and Sister Hughes are there with their friends this evening. Amen. And we're thankful that they've been given that opportunity. But I'm glad to be here tonight, and I pray that you are too. Amen. If we could turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. We'll begin reading at verse 17. We'll read quickly. We're going to read down to verse 27. Mark chapter 9, verse 17 says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. A very long time he's been dealing with this. A very long time he's had to see his son in this condition. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him and he was as one dead. And so much that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. He said, if if you can do anything, Lord, have compassion on us. And Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible. This man, I can only imagine the thoughts in his mind and the worry and fear of what might come next. But he had no other options. But he said, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Tonight, for just a little while, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk to you on the subject. Believe it or not. Believe it 
or not. Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Father, we love you. God, I thank you for your presence that is in this place. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these lips of clay. God, to speak your word that is already anointed. God, I pray that it would get into our hearts and our minds. God, that somebody that is torn tonight. God, that somebody who is battling. God, who has even considered throwing in the towel. God, would be awakened tonight to stand on their feet. God, and to declare with their own lips, oh God, that they believe. God, we ask all of this tonight in the wonderful matchless name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. You can be seated tonight. I pray that by the end of this night, there would be somebody who has been standing on the fence of how you feel. Well, do I believe or do I not believe? Do I trust in God or do I trust in man or what we sang about earlier? Do I trust by my might and by my ability and my power or do I trust in his spirit? Do I stand tonight and say, I believe or do I walk away and in my unbelief, never allowing God to do the full work that he wants to do? Wonder how many of us have ever heard of Ripley's Believe It or Not. They have crazy facts. They have books and museums that people can go to and things that they can look at that are absurd. A a cow that's born with two heads. A squirrel that will literally ride skis behind a a remote control boat that's pulled through the water. And the squirrel will stand up on the skis as it is pulled through. I'm sure there are many other things that are just completely baffling to the human mind to say, now now that's just kind of silly. But regardless of how silly some of the things may be, there are facts behind it all to prove that it is real, to prove that it did happen, to prove there really is a two-headed cow somewhere in this world. Believe it or not. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of my opinion, there is proof there that it did happen and it is fact. Their slogan is believe it or not and then they'll say believe it. Believe it because there is proof there to back it up. Well, I have come tonight to say there are a lot of people who look at this and they say, well, you can believe it or not. I choose tonight to say I believe it because I know that it's real. I know that it's fact. I know there are things in there that sometimes seem a bit absurd and I can't wrap my mind around how it happened and when it happened. And I don't have all of the answers of how it happened, but I do know that it did happen. I do know that it's real. I do know that absurd things can happen because they've happened to me. Healings that that Doctors cannot explain that they look at x-rays and say, well, I saw it here, but now I'm looking at it here and I don't know how to explain it. I know how to explain it. I believe I believe that there is a God watching out over us. I believe there is a God that still heals, still saves and still delivers. Their point is, as crazy as it may seem, as unreal as it feels and appears, regardless of what we think, it is fact. I want to know tonight, when do we become skeptics? 
When do we become people who look at things and say, I, I just don't believe that? When did that happen? Because as a child, I can remember a wild imagination that I had. I can remember being in my room alone and talking like there were eight other people in there with me. I had toys that I would give each one a voice and, and I'd play out stories right there in my room by myself and, and we call it imagination and we call it, uh, silliness and, and childish things. But I wonder when it became something we looked at and say, well, that's just not very real. That's fake. That, that's, that's imaginary. When do we become skeptics and doubters and unbelievers? As children, we see things that we now have titled imaginary. But I am wondering tonight just how imaginary it really is. Or have we become so desensitized to life that perhaps a three-year-old might have a better grasp on this life than I might ever have from here on out? For a child to believe that anything is possible. They believe they can fly. They believe they are the strongest and the smartest. But we know that after some time they will quickly find out they are unfortunately not the strongest. And they will find out in life for any length of time that they live here that they are not the smartest. But how do we go from believing that everything is possible to believing in nothing at all? I believe it is when we begin to walk by sight and not by faith. You find someone who believes that they can run and they are destined to run. But then something happens tragically and they are unable to do so. Immediately fear grips the soul as hopelessness attacks. Find someone who has ambitions to be a pilot but they lose their vision. You will soon see defeat all over them. Life has a way of knocking us down and kicking us and making sure that we stay down. Lies surround us. Our flesh even tears us apart. And our mind tells us we are a failure and we will never, ever move past this. But when life happens, it becomes more difficult to just walk by faith. When we're dealing with reality, when we are dealing with the son that since he was a child has had issue upon issue and torment after torment and many years of doing this, we can say that it should have been very easy for him to just go to Jesus and say, well, bless God, I have faith that you can heal him. But after years and years and years and years of the torment being right here in his face, every morning waking up to it, every night going to bed with it, that torment became very much real in his life. And I am sure it stymied his faith. I am sure he thought, well, I, I really think that God can heal him, but I, I just don't know. You don't understand the condition my son is in. You see, it's easy to believe in God in the beginning when you get baptized in his name and you just get the Holy Ghost and God totally turns your life around. Then it's easy to come in with a pep in your step and you're all excited living for God. But when life hits you in the face and you lose a loved one and your car's falling apart and you've got bills piling up, all of that stuff that is life begins to happen and you get discouraged and you begin to worry and you say, well, God, I, I didn't 
didn't know it was going to be this way. It's easy to believe in God when you're praying. But when they say they're going to throw you into a den of lions, that is a game changer. It's easy to believe God when someone else is sick and dying. But when it is me and I am in those shoes, it is different. We like to tell people, you just need to believe God and trust in God. And that's great because that is exactly what they need to do. But when it's us that's sick and we're the ones going, well, I just don't know. Well, you need to tell yourself what you just told that person last week. You just need to believe God and trust in God. But you see, life is very unfair. Life puts something right here that doesn't allow us to see anything but what we are going through. It's easy to believe in God for a financial miracle when you're eating salt grass every night for dinner. But what about when all you have is a little oil and only enough food for today and then you and your son die? It's easy to believe God in our Sunday services. But what about when they say bow or you go into the fiery furnace? Then it becomes an issue in our lives. And it's not that we don't believe in God's ability. It's not that we don't believe he is willing or able or any of those things. It's just we think that perhaps it's just meant to be this way. Perhaps this is just the cards I've been dealt. Perhaps this is just the way that I'm supposed to live life. Perhaps I should just give up and throw in the towel and realize that it is what it is. And I just need to accept that. But I have come tonight to declare there are still a people who believe. They believe in a God that heals and restores and delivers. He sets captives free. He breaks addictions. He puts marriages back together. He brings home sons. And come on, do you believe it or not? We like to walk around and say, I believe, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, but I want to know tonight, do you really believe it or not? Are you the church of the living God or not? Do you believe he's able to heal? Do you believe he's able to restore? Do you believe he's able to renew? Hallelujah! There are a people who still believe not only that God can, but that he will. Not because we deserve it, not because I've earned it, but because he declared it and I stand on his word. Believe it or not, I choose to believe. I choose to believe that God still has greater days ahead for us. I choose to believe that God is still a healer. I know that he is still a healer. I know that he is still a miracle working God. I know it. I know it. I know it. It matters not what I think. Believe it or not. I choose to believe it tonight. There is more to being a believer than just believing that there is one God. That is great and wonderful, and you better believe that there is one God, especially if you're going to walk around with the title believer. That is a great thing, and we ought to believe that tonight because it's the truth. But we use the term believer like it is a badge of honor. 
that because we believe something to be true, that we are somebody. Because we walk around and say, well, I bless God, I believe that there's one God. I'm a believer. That because we believe the message and we preach it and that that's all there is to it. I'm sorry to bust your bubble tonight, but the Bible says in James 16, 16, he says, thou believest. Thou believest that there is only one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So good for you. You are as much as a believer as devils. Does that make you feel good tonight? Because they too believe the one God message. So just simply saying you believe is not enough. Just simply thinking it to be true is not enough. We need to be sure we are not living in unbelief or what the translation says is weakness of faith. God, I believe you can touch my son. I believe you have potential and power, but I've got to tell you, I need you to heal my unbelief because my faith is lacking. My faith has been crippled by life and reality. And while I know you are a great God and you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ask or think. And while I know you're capable of doing anything, all things are possible. God, I I also understand that in me, God, there's some doubt. There's some worries. Not not because of you and your ability and what you're capable of, but but because of my life, because of what I've had to endure. It's become my handicap. It's become the thing in my mind that I can't get out that just tells me every day it's not going to change. Nothing's going to change. And so, God, I, I declare today, I believe but I need you to help me with my unbelief. My faith is lacking. We have got to transition to just believing, to being a believer again, to actually living out and acting upon the words that are coming out of our mouth, to not just say, I believe but to walk like we believe. Not to just say that we are a Christian, but to walk like we are Christ-like. Not to just say, well, yeah, I go to church, but when you go to church, you actually have church and participate in church. Not just say, well, yeah, I'm a believer. I want to know, are you a believer? Do you believe it or not? I want you to do more than just say it. Don't just be hearers of the word, but doers also. I want to know are you are you what you are declaring that you are to believe is what you do to believe is an action but to become a believer is who you are when they look at you did they say that man right there is a believer He believes that God heals. He believes that God restores. He walks in it. He talks in it. He prays on the job. He is the real deal. He he doesn't just go around saying he's a believer. He is a believer. Me just saying I'm a believer does not mean anything if my actions are not backing up my words. 
I can call myself a painter, but if I do not paint, what good is that? I cannot call myself a worker if I do not work. And I cannot call myself a fighter if I do not fight. Because it does not matter what I call myself. If I am doing what I say it is, then I am a liar. I cannot call myself a believer until I really believe. Until when I am faced with adversity in my life, that I could stand and say, I come to you in the name of the Lord. It's not by my own efforts. It's not by anything great about me, but it is by your word. Your word says that I shall have victory. Your word says that you would go with me and fight with me. Your word, I've read the end and it says that you win and that we win. If I'm a part of you, I've read all of that, but I'm not just saying I'm a believer. I am declaring I believe I am a believer tonight. We either believe in this truth or we do not. We either claim all of the promises or we claim none of them. If I'm going to stand here tonight and say I am a believer I better do more than simply say, I believe. I better actually believe. Just because you are moved does not make you a believer. Just because you clap and you get excited when God does something awesome still does not mean you are a believer. That's awesome and we ought to rejoice. But the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, praise God. Acts chapter 2 says, after the Holy Ghost was poured out, that there were some people there looking around, and it says that they were all amazed. They were all amazed. They all sat back and clapped and oohed and awed about what God had done. But just because they rejoiced and thought it was awesome did not mean they became a believer. Because if you finish that, it says they were all amazed and in doubt. Not we're all amazed and became believers. Not we're all sitting there with their mouths on the floor saying, wow, that's it. But they had doubt in their minds. A man had brought his son to the disciples of Jesus because his son was being tormented by devils. But nothing was happening. He he, he was so frustrated already. Who knows how many other times he had tried to get help for his son. And I'm sure on this day he thought, man, if I could just take my son to the disciples, to the men of God and let them lay hands on him and let them pray for him, then perhaps something might happen. Perhaps he might be delivered. Perhaps he might be set free. So he comes to the disciples of Jesus and he says, here is my son. He's been tormented since he was a child. Every day we have dealt with this. Every moment of our lives, it has been taunting us right in our face every Every day it's tried to destroy him. It's tried to throw him in fire and in the water and in it's overcoming us. We don't know what else to do. And the disciples gathered around and they prayed and they did their thing and they do, did what they always had done and nothing. Now, if that man had little faith before, 
then I know his faith was all but crushed now. Oh God, even your men that you have chosen to be your followers, they can't even do anything. They can't even help us. Surely it's hopeless. Surely now nothing can happen. But the Bible says that Jesus hears about all that's going on and he says, I I want you to bring them to me. Don't just bring them to men. Don't just bring them around here. I want you to bring him directly to me. I want you to bring your problem right here where I can look at it. I can address it. I can touch it and speak to it. And you don't have to deal with this problem anymore. And he's sitting there. He said, Lord, I I just want to know if you can, if you can do anything for us. I I just want compassion. And God said, if you bring him here, I'm going to give you a whole lot more than compassion. But there's a contingency here. I want to know, do you believe? Well, well, God, I, I just I just tried to have him healed. I just tried to have him prayed for and nothing. happened. I want to know, do you believe? Because if you believe. All things are possible. That's what he told him. He said, if thou believest, all things are possible. So the contingency here, if you want your son to be healed, I want to know tonight, do you believe it or not? Do you believe that I am able? Do you believe that I am he who can speak to this problem and it will be erased? Do you believe you've come to the right place at the right time? And the Bible said that that Father began to weep and cry tears before the Lord. And he said, oh, I believe. I believe. I believe. And I praise that man today for standing there after being rejected and turned down and led away with disappointment time after time to still be able to stand there at Jesus and declare those two words. I believe. I could choose to walk away. I could choose to doubt. I could choose to allow fear to grip my soul. But here you are before me. And while you are here, I declare I believe. But that was not the end of this man's request. While not only believing for him to heal his son, he had a healing here that he wanted him to deal with. And that was his own Unbelief. Well, you say, how does that make sense? How, how do you, how does he say, I, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. Well, the word therefore, I believe means I have faith that you can do this. But the, in my unbelief meant my faithlessness, my lack of faith, my own frustrations, my, my reality that I've been living in that has blinded me from seeing you and seeing what you are truly capable of. God, I'm asking that you remove that from my vision and allow me to truly believe again that all things truly are possible. It has nothing to do with God and his ability. He said that he was the Lord and he changed not. It had nothing to do whether he was 
capable or not. The man was very well aware who this man was. But he also knew he had a reality that he had dealt with since that child was a young person. A child that had grown up day after day with torment. And so life had been there. Life had been a reality. But this man said, I I, I could choose today to walk away and just accept it as it is. Or I could stand today and say, Jesus said that if I would believe, all things are possible. So no matter what I have faced, I've got to muster up enough strength and enough faith to declare today, I believe. I believe that you can do it, God. Jesus said the cure of your boy is on you. It is on your faith. I ask you, do you believe? I ask you the problems that you've been dealing with tonight, Greater Life Church. God is saying, I want to know tonight if I put the ball in your court. I want to know, do you still believe that I am God? Do you still believe that I can do absolutely anything? You say, well, I've got a problem. I know you've got the problem. I'm not talking about your problem. I'm not talking about your son. God wasn't worried about the son. God wasn't worried about the chaos that was taking place. The Bible says that that young boy fell over, foaming, wiggling on the ground. Jesus never addressed all of that. He looked at the man and he said, I want to know, do you believe? I want to speak to you, not your problem, not your circumstance. I want to speak to you. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Greater life, I've come to ask you tonight, not your circumstance, not the thing that you've been facing and going through. God wants to address you tonight and ask you, do you believe? Are you still a believer? Do you still believe that God is able to truly do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think? We have bandwagon believers when everything's going great and church is awesome and we're shouting and rejoicing, they're there and they are right in the middle of it all. They're bandwagon believers. Oh, church has been good this week. I'm going to be there again. But oh, come a storm or a struggle or a trial and they say, well, I'll catch y'all next time we get a good wave going, post it on Facebook and I'll be there. But God is saying, I want to know, are there any believers that even when things are not going right, even when you've been turned down and let down, even when all the men that have been before you have prayed and tried to help you and you've fallen short, I want to know then, will you still believe? Will you believe when it's dark? Will you believe when you're scared? Will you believe when all the things are stacked up against you? Do you believe it or not? Do you believe that God is still able or not? Do you believe that I am still a friend that sticks closer than a brother or not? God, I believe tonight, but please help us with our unbelief. God, help me to believe again. Boy, the church, we have people that come in. And they want to get right involved in all that's going on. And I am thankful. You hear me tonight. I'm thankful for anyone that wants to get on our team because it's his team and it's the winning team. But I want some people who will say, I believe when it's bad. I believe 
when the bank account doesn't look very good. I believe when I don't get the doctor's report I wanted. I want to know tonight, do you believe it or not? Don't just say it, show it. Walk by faith, give by faith, respond in faith. If it comes down tonight to whether I believe or not, Lord, help my unbelief. Make me a believer again. If we could all stand in this house tonight. Just as at a wedding or baby dedication, when we ask for a response, I do, we do. I'm going to read a scripture, and when I'm done reading that scripture, I want you to declare whether you believe or not. These are the promises, very few of the many promises that are in this book right here. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I believe no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I believe if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I believe. And the Lord, He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. If the Son therefore shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Those are some of the many promises of the Word of the Lord to you. 
And I ask you tonight, do you believe it or not? Don't just declare it. Show God. Show the world. I'm a believer. I declare it every day. I'll shout it from the rooftop. I'll tell my loved ones. I open this altar tonight for every believer. For every person who wants to stand and say, God, I know you've been addressing me. I know you've been speaking to me. God, and I know that life has caused some unbelief in me. But God, tonight I want to be healed of that. God, you've been too good for me to doubt. God, you've been too faithful for me to question you now. God, I believe. I believe again, God. I trust you again, God. Lord, I declare it today. I declare every promise, for they are yea and amen. I speak them over my life right now. Oh, I believe, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. 